Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Len. And it's Wednesday. We want to welcome back Andy Nelson from the Marvel Movie Minute and the Next Real Film Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's hump day. I don't know. Mm. It's just a thing we say on Wednesday podcasts, I guess. I don't know what to do with that. Sure. (laughs) Uh, This is Minute 58 of Fright Night. It begins with a sigh of relief and ends with a huge scream. The smoke finally goes away and the whooshing stops. And that's when Ed's like, <sighs> just kind of clutching his head. It's finally gone. Um, and we get just a moment of silence. And then what sounds like somebody just finished filling a tire. Uh, we got a <laughs> <laughs> Is that the sound he makes when he's going from smoke to human form? It must be. <laughs> Is it that quick of a transformation and makes a noise like that? Or I wonder if they even hear those noises because the noise, you know, going back last week when he's transforming from a bat into a human, uh, that's a pretty uh, crazy noise. And I think that would have gotten Ned's attention. So I don't know. It's, it, all, it's all his clothes that are reforming, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stitching themselves. Uh, right. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, maybe maybe he has like Nike Airs that he's pumping up behind him as he's just getting dressed. Uh, <laughs> I think that. Well, this, okay. And and it's a very smoky alley anyway. So you know, it makes me wonder. Like, okay, so so if he's turning into smoke, and there's already all this smoke all over the alley. I mean, even here after he kind of does his little surprise. He still is just surrounded by smoke as he's as he's kind of talking to Eddie. And so either that's more alley smoke or, you know, his body is kind of releasing some of the steam after all these all these transformations that he's been making. I don't know. It, it could be more clothes just kind of waiting for him. <laughs> he's got a whole <laughs> wardrobe just kind of follows him around in, in, in smoky form. That's, that's his underwear. He didn't have time to put it on. <laughs> it was just like this, and like, oh, gosh, I'm feeling, all right, I guess I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. Right. What would happen if he, in smoke form, actually got mixed up and mingled with the uh, the alley smoke a little bit, like the fly, right? He, he uh, reappears, but he's, he's kind of fucked up. You know, he's got like a part of an old AC unit sticking out of his head. <laughs> I almost think he's, he would have a little gas if he like and you know took the smoke into his body and it's like Ooh, like oh I'm feeling really uh, bloated right now. Yeah right. <laughs> he, yeah he he's got a big old puff like at about like 18 seconds in as he's talking. But there's a big old puff. It does make me. That's that's maybe where he's releasing that extra smoke. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so so to track the smoke, I feel like Jerry followed as the smoke and then saw Ed was cornered. So that's that's towards the end of the last minute and then kind of floated out 
And I think he went kind of up and over Ed and then landed behind him and transformed. That's what I'm assuming happened because I don't think he has the powers of – well, it, he does look seem to have powers of teleportation later, but – I don't know. It's right now he's it's some sort of physical form, whether it's a, a you know, or in gaseous form, whether it's you know smoke or vampire or bat. I don't know. I think it's kind of like Three Amigos. I think there's a whole bunch of different people that he has dressed up in his outfit. <laughs> he's staged them all over the alley. Yes. And he just has them pop out at just the right moment. Oh gosh. I mean, he's been he's been crouched in the corner in in this alley or in this uh, little dead end this whole time. <laughs> Yes. That's why you couldn't see his face, obviously. That that hiss we heard is actually one of those 80s old school walkie talkies. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, go. Go, 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 go. Yeah, because I mean, he pops in real quick. Like he's uh, this alley. I mean, in the earlier shots that we had, I mean, it was a very narrow alley anyway. So it's not like he's got a lot of space where he's kind of hiding anyway. So he just kind of pops right out. I mean, he had to be just sitting in the corner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's looming above. Um, well, he, he's he's behind. Sorry, he's behind Ed, and he says, "Hello, Edward." Uh, and I love that, you know, he's not calling him evil. He's not calling him Ed. It's he's it, giving him the name Edward. And uh, I mean, right now, if I could take a temperature in the room, uh, are you guys Team Jerry or Team Edward right now? Ouch. Gross. Not of sparkles and evil Ed's hair, I guess. Uh, but uh, I do love the, uh, the the shriek of Ed um, when he realized. I mean, God, I hate that feeling. The, the being scared and then just getting that jolt of agen- adrenaline throughout your body and just I don't know. I've I've, I've definitely uh, screamed uh, being surprised more than once. Uh, my kids often uh, scare the heck out of me without even meaning to. Like, oh my God, there's a little person behind me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and does he just like collapse in fright or does he trip again? Because we know he is a tripper. He <laughs> yeah. tripped into the trash earlier. Was there a barrel in front of him? He just, <laughs> just going to fall over? <laughs> no, I, I think it was just the instinct of like getting down, like uh, like in fear and just, uh, you know, just, just collapsing because uh, he's not one to, to stand up and fight him. He's just going to collapse and hopefully just like do your do, hope. Don't make it hurt. <laughs> Right. Well, this is an interesting moment, though, right? Because, I mean, well, we don't have a lot of meat with the character of Ed as far as, like, who he is or anything. And and he seems kind of like a happy, weird guy, as we've kind of seen over the course of the film so far. But this is a moment where we have, you know, Jerry kind of offering this solace here and and kind of painting this picture of, you know, you you don't have to be afraid anymore. You won't be bullied anymore. And it's like, this is not anything we've seen with this character before, but it is actually a really interesting moment. And it does the fact that he kind of collapses right here does make me wonder if it's kind of a reaction he's had in the past. I may be taking this a little too seriously, but still it's it's an interesting moment here. I mean, that's what these movies by minutes podcast for, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, this is a very, I, I, I regard this moment very seriously because, you know, I, I, I definitely grew up feeling kind of different. And and, uh, um, and probably was hoping to have some sort of protector, protective uh, uh, figure in my life. Um, uh, yeah, just just uh, this this guy uh, Jerry here. He says, "Okay, so 
Uh, Chris Sarandon actually says that uh, Evil Ed is a lost boy who covers it by being manic and crazy. Um, that's his, his take on 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 Ed. It's um, a good description. Yeah. Oh, there, here. This is what I was trying to get to. Um, Stephen isn't a lot like uh, Ed. Stephen Jeffries, who plays Ed, uh, obviously he's an actor. Um, he says he he worked on the feeling of being ostracized. He'd actually often separate himself from uh, the group uh, of actors as they work together, so he could kind of play up the nervousness of trying to fit in. And, uh, yeah, I also was thinking about, uh, when I was in my teenage years and feeling kind of, you know, uh, bullied or, you know, misunderstood, hate, you know, uh, not exactly the part of the, the popular crowd and how often I'd, I'd indulge in like vampire stories, uh, like Anne Rice or like a poppy Z bright and think of, wow, if I had that power, you know, that'd be so great. Uh, so I can understand the, the, the kind of the, the appeal that, that, uh, Jerry has to add here. Especially when he's just like, they won't pick on you anymore. That's so, like, I don't know. <laughs> we've, we've discussed throughout the movie, though, Ed, in detail. And, and besides, I know you've brought out the novel a few times, the novelization, yes. <laughs> which just isn't really canon, you know? No. I mean, I think disregarding everything that you've said, the novel has said, and Andy, I'm guessing, doesn't know any of that. No, I don't. I think you can infer just from Ed and Charlie's relationship that, yeah, Ed is, he's kooky and manic, but he's sad. He's a little bit jealous of uh, Amy and Charlie. That's what uh, they really play up in the novelization. Like, right. Ed is constantly, he's a kind of a more of a, you know, a downer character because, uh, you know, he's so jealous that Amy took his best friend away. <laughs> right. But but I think you can kind of, you kind of, the whole don't call me evil. It's yeah. Charlie can give him that nickname. Uh, you know, he just uses it to hurt Ed. I don't think, but Charlie didn't give him a nickname. I think all the assholes that picked on him at school probably did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it is a it is a moment in this movie where it it does take you, makes you look at Ed in a, in a deeper way. It's it's pretty cool. Like you said, Andy, him falling back. It's the way you would react if somebody's going to beat you up, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, this is what happens. Right. Yeah. The uh, um, what I also think was interesting, and I I think it, they talked about this. I can't remember if it was the commentary or if I read this somewhere, but they reference kind of the way that his character is. It's almost like Sal Minio's character in Rebel Without a Cause. You know, he's oh. kind of this this outcast friend who is hanging out with these people. And it's not quite the same situation in, in rebel without a cause. It's, you know, it, it almost turns into this kind of odd little family dynamic that they have, but I can see that a little bit where he is kind of this, uh, this kind of outsider here and he is just looking for somebody and it's just, it's an interesting moment. And I think the reason that it, this moment has always stuck with me is because this is not what happens when a vampire shows up in uh, to kill somebody in a horror movie, and right. it, it's it's treated like with such uh, such kind of care, and the way that Jerry treats him and holds his hand out for him, as you know, creepy as his hand looks, uh, it's it's actually becomes like this really touching moment. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you usually have the vampire seduction and uh, the person falling under the trance of the vampire. And we'll get that with Amy later. Uh, but I think Ed is completely conscious of his actions here. Yeah. And, and you know, I, 
this movie is, um, you know, we've we've read quotes from Tom Holland saying, you know, I mean, even what Peter Vincent says earlier about, you know, how slasher films are, you know, what's happening these days, and he doesn't respect him as much. And I love that, you know, we have this vampire trope of the seduction, but we also have the idea of a, a person willing to give in to the vampire. And instead of just kind of like a boo, you're dead, like you'd have in a slasher film, this is like a, almost like a conversation, you know? Yeah. You know, Ed doesn't say much, but uh, Jerry sure does. <laughs> um, but it, but he has, the, the, what, what Ed is saying, it's all the emotions on his face. And that's what I yeah. love about it is like, it's actually treated like an actual moment. Like it's a dramatic moment with these two characters. And I think it's really, really quite interesting, even with the, uh, the weird fingertips from <laughs> <laughs> the middle of it. I even have I have another quote from Chris Sarandon who says that uh, said um, Tom Holland didn't say Jerry was ravenous in that moment he was tender and he says quote it's not Jerry licking his chops and taking another victim it's Jerry essentially saying to him you know what no one's ever going to make fun of you again I'm going to see to that that's an extraordinary human connection to see in a scene that could be horrifying yeah <laughs> so, right and also the whole. Um, you know, there's there's a promise of uh, of protection here, but I think there's also a promise of power as well. And uh, Ed having getting that uh, confidence back, and we're going to see it uh, start to start to fire up towards the end of this week. Um, and it's so funny how how quickly this movie moves along from Ed cowering in the in a in an alleyway to you know what we're going to get to in a couple of minutes. Um, yeah, that's that's a question I have. Okay, <laughs> I, I guess we could save that for uh, for a, a later minute when we yeah. when we see the result of the, of what happens. I also like um, that you brought up Rebel Without a Cause. We'll we'll be getting to that too. <laughs> yes. Um, the, okay. Another moment that we have here, though, is this is where he kind of does the vampire thing, where he wraps his cloak around his victim, and it, mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's such a great moment, like straight out of. What we saw, like back in the Bella Lugosi films and stuff, it's, it's kind of an iconic moment, and it's perfect with that <laughs> that trench coat. Yeah, and and when he holds his hand out, I I notice also like his hands look a lot more monstrous when you see it from the top, when you see those nails. Uh, but yeah. he's got the palm out, so it's almost like um, you know, it's not as scary, and it's also you know, so you can grab it and be be pulled in. Um, and like Ed has the look on his face, like the mere touch of Jerry's hand gives him a bit of that power, that bit, bit of confidence. And he, and I like how he also kind of, kind of grits his teeth, like he's bracing himself for something, but he's also like, uh, being brave in this moment and allowing this to happen. I don't know. Do you guys think it was a, it's a bit abrupt to go from like n- having no belief in this whatsoever to like, screw it. I'm going to be a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> He seems like the sort of the guy who would be would buy into it if he sees proof. Like he just his character strikes me as that kind of quirky guy who's like, if if I see evidence of a vampire, sure, I'll buy into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to just jump on board right away just because Charlie says it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all of this stuff led him down this road. And, and now I think I mean, yeah, I mean, this is what vampires do, right? That seduction, that sales pitch that he has, it's it's a great one and he knows exactly what to say to 
to Ed to kind of to sway him. And yeah, it is it is kind of a little bit of that power. Like you're not going to have to be afraid anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I maybe we could have used a few more examples of it earlier in the film where he was kind of picked on. And I can't remember honestly. I saw the the remake once. I really can't remember if they did more of that with that character or if they just kind of played it the same. I mean, in this one, um, they're really. I don't. See, was, does Ed interact with anybody but our main characters? I don't. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I can't speak for the remake. I I probably haven't seen that since it came out. So. Yeah, I haven't either. Right. <laughs> so yeah, Jerry wraps his uh, giant uh, uh, coat around Ed, and Ed crumples into his arms. And uh, we cut to Charlie and Amy walking, and then we hear a scream. Uh, the, you know, and I'm sure there was um, trash thrown out a window at that point, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, talk about a perfect minute to talk about on a, a Movies by Minute uh, podcast. This is... Uh, I love how this, uh, this whole thing is contained in just one minute uh, and, and kind of cuts off at the right the right moment as if it's just like one perfect little scene um so uh yeah uh is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about this minute before we wrap it up my only other note was uh yeah my recollection of this scene when i uh from watching it when i was younger is that it was a longer scene and and watching it minute by minute you realize it's actually super short and very concise the way that they they put all of the moments in the alley together Uh, it's just it's very efficient filmmaking here yeah Len, you got anything else? This is like uh, one of the biggest moments of Fright Night, I think. Like one of those, I think you think top five moments in Fright Night? Yeah, I've got nothing to say about it. All right. Well, Andy, uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, do you want to let folks know where they can find you? Absolutely. Yeah, you can learn more about our show, The Marvel Movie Minute, and The Next Real Film Podcast over at thenextreel.com. Marvel Movie Minutes like this, we're doing the films of the MCU one minute at a time. We've wrapped up Iron Man and are kicking off The Incredible Hulk. And uh, The Next Reel, we are uh, talking about uh, one movie at a time in just uh, each episode. And just kind of a lot of detail, a lot of uh, fun conversations about films that we love and films that we want to learn more about. And of course, you're going to invite us on as guests for the Mobius, when MCU finally gets to the Mobius uh, vampire uh, story. You're doing <laughs> It'll be a little bit down the road. In the retirement home. <laughs> exactly. We'll all be recording from uh, from uh, Florida at that point. <laughs> Remember <right>. Marvels? <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. All right, well, I think it's time to put a stake in this one. Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And I'm Andy. Thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. He's a vampire. A what? (laughs) (laughs) You're so cool, Brewster.